for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified jam session. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing jam session. This is week 19, so we're, like, really kicking into gear. You know, we're just hitting it on all levels. I think originally I set out I wanted to do 21 episodes, and we are really close to hitting that goal, and now we're kind of moving forward, and we're kind of building beyond that. And obviously, with the pandemic, We've kind of had to shift how we're doing things, but you know what? That's all right. I'm cool with that, and we'll make do with what we got. Um, this week is going to be a lot similar to last week's, where we reintroduce one of our old episodes from the original Live and Amplified series. Um, but you know what? I really liked how last week's episode came out, and so we're going to kind of ride this train for a little bit. We did have a jam session that we recorded online but that's going to take a little bit of extra editing, and so hopefully we'll either have that for you for next week or the week after, but it's going to take a little bit of extra work to kind of get it to sound good and all that stuff, so we'll we'll kind of keep you in the loop, and hopefully we'll have that one out here with you soon. But I'm not going to talk and ramble too much longer, because um, I know last week's episode was like really long, um, so I don't want to make this episode like super long either. So this week we have our CW Ion episode that we recorded literally right before I left Roswell, New Mexico. It was one of the last episodes we recorded before I left. Um, so we're going to reintroduce that episode. It's an amazing episode. I, I want to say it's probably our best well-rounded episode as far as like the questions, the feel, the music. You know, it's just like what I would consider a prototypical episode of the original Live and Amplified series. You know, it like when we first set out to kind of build the series, we had a vision for how we wanted everything to look. And the CW Ion episode is like that textbook look, feel, flow, everything that kind of runs with it. So uh, I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of bring it back and put it in this week's jam session. So let's just jump right into it, and I hope you guys enjoy the CW Ion Jam Session. Uh, my name is CW Ion. I am a, a musician here in southern New Mexico in Las Cruces. Um, I like to play a style of blues. Uh, my songs and uh, my style of music is based on a, a style of blues called North Mississippi Hill Country Blues, namely around Clarksdale, Holly Springs. In that area of Mississippi, and uh, I just kind of uh, got into it. Oh, I don't know. I guess I've always kind of liked blues, but this style in general just kind of hit me for the groove factor and the and kind of the deceptive simplicity of it. I've been playing it uh, full time now for about uh, well since 2009. Um, I, my mom sang when I was a little kid. We were just always kind of music was always there. I never, uh, I actually didn't pick up the guitar till I was about 21 when I met my wife, my now wife. Um, she had a guitar, it's right there, that one. And she taught me how to play. 
like that Tom Petty song, Met a Girl, Taught Him Some Chords. And uh, I just I just kind of took it from there. I was always, always wanted to play guitar. And uh, she just kind of gave me, opened that door. A guy named Junior Kimbrough is probably my biggest influence. And a guy named R.L. Burnside. They're both from the Hill Country in northern Mississippi. And Robert Belfour, another Hill Country guy. What is it about them? Uh, that groove, the groove about the hill country stuff that you can go, I don't know, to the next county if you follow the Mississippi, and the musicians in each county sound completely different from the guys 20, 30 miles away. And these guys just had kind of a, a groove and a, a feel that just hit me right away. It's kind of based on, there's not really a whole lot of chord changes, there's some open guitar tunings. And just something about it, it just really resonated with me. Uh, this first song is called Hold On. It is, uh, I have like seven albums, so it's kind of hard for me to remember exactly which one it's on. <laughs> um, it, it started from uh, just a little groove that I was get, uh, that I was playing. And, and uh, like it does most of the time, I'll just kind of sit here and start playing guitar and trying to get a groove and a feel for a song. And, and this one just kind of came together, a uh, straightforward kind of beat, and I uh, hope you dig it. It's called Hold On.
love it, man. I like being on the road. Uh, I've been doing lately. I haven't done a whole lot of traveling. I just got back from a festival in Tennessee where it was actually the first time that I flew there, and I just took my guitar and you know. So each one is different, but I just enjoy the different towns and the meeting people, playing for people, kind of uh, just having fun, being able to just take what I've learned musically and and take it somewhere else. The plane rides are not that great. They're you know it's a plane ride, but the culture I've been to France and Australia and uh it just the uh blues festivals mainly and just the response to blues or just uh, American music in general overseas is just overwhelming they've got entire summer festivals built around blues and it's just a really cool uh feeling nice. to be able to to share my style the one in France in particular they tend to go for almost a big band sound blues wise like uh they've got horn sections and stuff like that you know um the ones here tend to want to strip everything back a little more um and get to the basic core of stuff um australia well australia and france were both some of the best technical players that i've ever seen man they uh and some of the most deep uh just feeling they that they put into it is it's intense. It's really cool to see. Uh, this song is, uh, I always call it my happy tune. It's a little happy tune. It's called Gotcha Baby. Um, I started, I actually wrote this, uh, as I do about half of my tunes on uh, acoustic. Start out on acoustic and it's got a really nice uh, percussive sound to it. And uh, it just kind of came out happy. I was messing around with a, with a chord change and, uh, you know, turned into Gotcha Baby. Ain't got me no time to talk, baby Well, cause I'll sit right here
Southern Cheyenne blood on my dad's side. And does does that play into your music at all, or do you try um, to draw I don't. I don't intentionally try to put any of that in there. People have told me that they can hear it in the rhythm, and uh, it possibly that you know just this drum beat, you know, uh, and maybe that tambourine it gives it kind of a. I don't know. It's a. It's a, like I said. It's not intentional. I'm glad it's there, but I don't. I don't try to make it sound that way, you know. I'll hear somebody say something, a phrase or a, or a rhythm in the way somebody says something, and it kind of makes me go, oh, I gotta remember to do that on the guitar, or try to do that on the guitar. And, um, usually the music comes first for me. I know some people do the words first, and uh, I, I'd say about 90% of the time the music is first for me. I really enjoy a lot of old classical music. Um, because of the complexity, and then I can try to break it down to its uh, most basic parts and find rhythms in there and stuff like that, uh, tunings or um, just the, like I said earlier, just the rhythm of, of somebody's cadence when they talk or when somebody walks, just uh, everything. Try to Try to just listen a lot. I try to just accumulate as many songs as I can and see which ones, uh, when I get them, get them all, you know, memorized and, and the way that I want to play them, how they fit together, like in an album sense, you know, how they, how one song will lead into the next one, you know, maybe in a different tuning or a tempo or something like that. And I just try to make them all, make sure they all kind of jive. Uh, a lot of it tends to, I know a lot of it tends to be about home for me. And the feeling of uh, being away from home and coming back, like being on the road, you know, being away from New Mexico in general, it's just got a, to me. It feel it's got a pull, a strong pull for me. So I can go out on the road maybe two two weeks or more, and then on the way back, I'm just man, I can't wait to get back into New Mexico. So just a feeling of being home, coming home, uh, like a longing, I guess. You know, a, a lot of uh, the songs that I write tend to reflect that. This next tune is called uh, When My Feet Hit the Floor, and it was just kind of kind of started from an idea that I had about uh, waking up and, and just kind of feeling that the, the person you love is there next to you. Um, almost uh, based on the blues is, you know, don't, don't leave me, and uh, I just need somebody there with me. So... Um, that's kind of how it started, and uh, like like the other ones, they just kind of start with a little groove, and uh, the words just kind of come. Uh, this is on the album, uh, Ain't No Use In Moving.
can't hit that floor in the morning. I gotta see my baby lying right there. When my feet hit that floor in the morning, I gotta see her right there. first started out for my first album I was just talking to, uh, to a friend of mine about this the other day my first album when I started was more uh it was bluesy but it was more garage like white stripes kind of style just a I wanted to be heard loud and heard you know and and now it's just become more refined I think with the with the hill country stuff um I kind of like a I like being able to see that progression from album to album and uh, people have noticed it, and they've they've commented on it to me. They're like, "Man, you're you're not completely different from what you started with, but it just seems more focused now." I told you guys earlier before I was doing music. I was I had a really good steady job, good pay, but I wasn't happy. You know, I came home at the end of the day, and I was just like, oh, "I gotta go back to work tomorrow." And I started getting more phone calls and more for music. And I sat down with my wife, and I said, "I want to I want to give this a shot." I don't want to be that old, bitter guy that says, man, I should have tried that when I was younger. And uh, just being happy, that's the main reason. I get to wake up in the morning and, and do what I love. And uh, it's, it sounds kind of 
cheesy and simple, but really just, it makes me happy. My whole family is, we're all a lot happier because I don't come home at the end of the day all grouchy and just like, oh man, I don't want to go back to work. So it was a real conscious decision to just try to be happy. I am on, I have a website, uh, cwion.com, which is cwayon.com. Um, I have a Bandcamp page, Facebook pages, um, Google search, I'm on iTunes. Uh, you can get albums at cdbaby.com. Um, you can email me for booking at cooperion.com, or at Gmail, I'm sorry, cooperion at Gmail. Um, and just search. You can find my name anywhere and links and any of that stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, CW Ion segment. It's a little bit shorter, but you know what? That's all right. We got enough. We got a lot of information in a short period of time. And with the different editing format on how everything was put together, you know, it's definitely the those episodes are going to be a little bit shorter regardless because we take out a lot of the interaction between myself and the musician. But, you know, I think it's a really good episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And like I had mentioned earlier, we're going to kind of keep rolling on this format until we're able to get back out and really start filming original Jam Session podcasts. Because, like I had mentioned, the internet stuff is so hit or miss on the quality that I just don't know if I really like doing that anymore. So we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, But other than that... Let's switch gears, and we're going to jump into our Fan Feedback Artist of the Week. And this one's a little bit more traditional with the Fan Feedback Artist of the Week, because we have a very talented musician coming from the Bay Area. We have Selly on The Voice. Uh, she's really cool. She's got a very comic, uh, like, steampunk, superhero, uh, robot vibe. You know, like, her whole character is incredible incredibly awesome like just her whole aesthetic and like what she's trying to accomplish is amazing you know so i'm really excited to see what her music ends up turning into she just recently released a single and we definitely talk about that throughout the entire podcast but i hope you guys really enjoy it uh we're gonna just jump right into it we got selly on the voice today we have a very very special guest today we have selly on the voice How's it going today, Celion? Going great. Thank you for having me. That's great to hear. It's great to hear. How's uh, everything going by you? Are you surviving the whole COVID-19 pandemic? I am. Um, we're waiting for everything to open back up and uh, really try to live our lives the way that it was, but it, it will never be the same. No, that's very true. And, you know, hopefully... Like you mentioned, we kind of get back to a state of where things used to be, but you know, we never, you never know uh, how it's going to, how it's going to go back to, or if, if we'll go back to normal, I guess. Um, So usually what we do here on Live and Amplified is we like to talk about the music, the creative process and the artist in general. So uh, let's go ahead and start from the beginning. What original? What got you interested or started in music? Um, I started music when I was younger. Now, believe it or not, I couldn't sing a lick when I was around eleven, um, and I started in the choir. And the choir director almost had me quit. And then um, they were like, "No, 
let her keep on singing. So I continued, I studied seriously starting at 17 uh, because of when the voice sets in. And then uh, it really took off. But what I started doing, I, when I started, it was opera. Um, that was my voice was fit more for. I wanted to sing other stuff. Who wants to sing opera at 17, you know? Mm. Um, but they're like, no, you sound good singing this stuff. And so that grew and then I branched out. Um, and so I started singing R&B, I started singing pop, started singing different things, Broadway and stuff like that. And it just continued to grow until today. Um, and I'm glad because it's, it's just, it's my love. It really is. Awesome, awesome. You know, I, I was, I had an opportunity to kind of run through a lot of your music and I was listening to some of your earlier stuff that you have on your YouTube channel. And you, you mentioned that you couldn't sing originally, but one of the first songs I listened to, it's like, holy cow, you really can say like, it's <laughs> you have such a great voice. Um, Thank you. And then as you kind of go through the transformation, um, your transformation, it's like, okay, and you start introducing new genres and new elements. It, it's just a really amazing thing you got going on right now. Let me just say that right up front. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, who, who do you, uh, draw, who are you drawing influences from right now? Like musically? So, so Daft Punk is one of my main, okay. like I, when I listen to them, um, I listened to them before they did Tron, but then when I heard Tron Legacy and that whole sound, um, was like, it just hit me, it was amazing. Um, I listened to Herbie Hancock and Peter Gabriel. I love them, uh, Tina Guo. Uh, growing up in the classical arena, you know, we always try to figure out how to make our music fit everyone else because everyone considers classical so dead and boring. And in a way it is. Um, but Tina Guo puts a spin on it with her cello that is just freaking amazing. So um, that, really like hits me and there's certain earn is that you listen to everybody no matter what the genre is so i listen to everything from anime all the way to country it doesn't matter i'll listen to it and if the music hits me right that's it you've got a fan awesome and you know it's it's you never know where you're going to draw influences from. So having an open mind like that to just listen to any and all music is I, for me personally, it's a really good trait to have because it's like, if you had asked me five years ago, if I would be into bluegrass music, I'd have said no, but right now I love it. So like just awesome. being open, just being open-minded and list or being able to kind of, be open to uh, listening to new music is definitely a good trait and something that I really admire amongst musicians. So, so you can kind of make, or not force yourself to evolve, but make yourself open mm -hmm. to evolving, you know? Yes. So. Yes, absolutely. So where did you kind of, or how did you kind of come up with the character of Selene did I pronounce? I, I feel like I just pronounced that. Celion, it's fine. Celion, <laughs> Celion, <Yeah. laughs> it's okay. Okay. Um, so I didn't want to be someone that sang R and B. Everyone sings R and B. Um, 
and I know my voice is different. Uh, I've been in the game a little bit where I know, you know, they try to get you to change which, how you sing to fit a song. So I decided that I was going to make my voice fit my music because it will. I'm creating it. Um, so I didn't want to be pigeonholed into anything. I didn't want to hear, oh, can you, can you knock this off and not sing that? Or I didn't want to, what I've experienced before also is you're just the singer. It's the music that's really more important. Um, and I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> okay. So I decided to shape it around my voice. So electronica hip opera is, that's my baby. That's my genre I, cre I created for myself. And I love dubstep. I mean, I love hard hitting beat like anybody else. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I have to have dubstep in there somewhere. Um, I love classical, of course. So I love to have strings, a mix in. Mm. And I really, I have to have a hip hop beat that keeps the heartbeat going. Um, so those are the main elements in it. And then within that, we play with it. Now, sometimes we have to take certain elements out because they don't fit. Um, but the voice still will have, if the, if the strings can be put in, then the voice still has a classical element to it, of course. So just play around with that and we go with that. Um, but I had to think to myself, what's marketable? <coughs> Sorry, wind's going out here. Um, so I'm like, what's marketable? Uh, me just standing up there is not very marketable. What is it I'm trying to say? Uh, where is it I'm trying to go? What message do I need to convey? What do what does the world need now? And so um, when I came up with Sally on the Voice, um, it's truly me. It really is. And the message is love. That's it. And people are like, well, what do you mean? And I'm, I'm trying to explain to folks. So she represents love and consciousness. It's not just what technology does for mankind or harms mankind it's not just that that's a part of it but um i will never forget uh, when i um was doing a promo for afro comic-con in oakland it was my first comic-con i ever performed for and i went up to um i was at shibo space center and i was being me selling on the voice and a guy came up and said you make me feel uncomfortable and i said why and he said because you represent what's to come and I said, I can understand that and I appreciate that, but it's inevitable. So my question to you then is where will you stand with it? Who will you be through it? And that's what love is. Um, a lot of people don't understand what love really means, um, but I use that as a vehicle to show people and to, to, to tell them. And that's what Systematic is about. Awesome. Um, um, because you really when people see me they're like what <laughs> or they're like um yeah <laughs> now, never mind you know going on today and being a different player out of place i'm not a cosplayer i'm selling on the voice you know what i mean but yeah. i love that i love that because then we get to have a conversation why do i make you feel uncomfortable well because that's just not normal says who you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I love myself enough to walk out this way. Do you love yourself enough to walk out the way you are? Then they're like, whoa, okay. What is this about? So that's what it's about. It's about a whole love and consciousness piece and accepting who you are, no matter what 
and where you are and accepting other people for who they are. They don't have to walk your path. They're walking their path. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and technology is supposed to help that, but it doesn't always. No, no it's, it's supposed to be man is over humankind. It's supposed to be over technology and they're supposed to be working together and they don't fully work together. A lot of times you see technology leading humankind instead of the other way around. And so my appearance has that. So when I'm on stage sometimes, and it's time for Sally on the Voice to evolve, you'll see Sally on the Voice evolve. She'll wear one thing for one concert and won't wear it for another because the human and technology side are in battle. They're in a constant um, control for who is to lead. And that's cool kind of to me because the music, um, the music speaks to it. You'll hear it in the music, but what you'll hear are humanistic words. So um, it's just, it's a whole art form in itself. It really is. But Celion the Voice is alive and well. Awesome. You know, and it, it, the whole message of love and accepting, oops, I bumped my mic. But um, the whole message of love is definitely something that the world needs right now with everything that's going on. You know, yes. it, it, it's very yeah. tumultuous time. And the fact that you're here spreading that message and I mean, unfortunately, you're not out like playing shows during this time or you can't get out yeah. to perform. I feel like a lot of people would be a lot more uh, accepting is a really weird word to use. But because of my yeah. lack of vocabulary that I have right now, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> right. it, it, it's about it. all I got for it. Uh, but, you know, I, I just feel like people would be very open minded to your message right now just because, you know. It, yes. it, it's such a tumultuous time, like I'd mentioned. But, uh, go, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no, okay. Um, so you'd met, you'd already, you just brought up your um, new single, Systematic. It drops tomorrow. Yes. Um, how long have you been working on that single? Um, embarrassingly, <laughs> since 2015. Uh, and I'm saying embarrassingly because I'm the type of person I'll create something um, and I'll take a long time sometimes if it doesn't hit me right. So I'll, I'll create the music and then I go back and listen to it, see if it still hits me the same way and what tweaks I can do. And then I take it to my producer to do the real magic. Um, and then, but see, when Systematic was made, it had no words. And I couldn't come up with any words for this song for years. Oh my goodness, it drove me crazy. So I moved on to other stuff. Um, and then um, last year after Why Can't You, I'm sorry, Why Can't You was released in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, last year, I said, it's time for it to be made. It's time for it to have lyrics. What is it that I want to say? Um, and at that time, I can't remember what was going on in the world. Something always going on in the world. Yeah. But people are always, they're, they're, they're feeling like they don't have a voice and a choice and they can't use their will. So there's a couple of things I've experienced in my life and I've noticed in my life. And I said, you know what? We all have a will. And what we speak is power. People don't realize that. So I said, I'm going to make a song about that. I'm going to tell them what's going on, who they are, and 
what they stand for. So in the song, there's a part that um, has a lot of I am's, I am's, I am's. But that was done because I didn't want to say you are, because when you're singing it, they're telling somebody else you are. I want them to sing it and say that to themselves what they are. That's like an anthem for them. So Systematic is kind of an anthem, but it is a daring wake up song. It's kind of like a how dare you on the flip side of like how dare you make something like this and tell them that's my job. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to pussyfoot around. I'm here to tell them you are powerful. You have will. Stop giving it over. <laughs> use it yeah. and use your words wisely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you, you, you threw me off a little bit because you answered like my next four questions <laughs> in one felt answer. So you threw me off a little bit. I'm sitting here like, nope, can't answer that. It's you, okay. Um, so the, the single drops tomorrow. Um, yes. what's the, what, what's going through your head right now as you prepare for the new single to drop tomorrow? Well, as you were saying, it's a um, tumultuous time. Yep. And what I'm, what go, what has been going through my head actually for a couple of days is, will people get it? Will people understand? Um, will they understand it's a gift for them? But it's also, it's kind of like a tough love gift mm. type of thing. And not everyone can take a tough love gift. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. So that's one thing. Um, the other thing is, is that it's so needed. Song is needed. Um, the worry is that it doesn't follow a typical song structure. Some of my songs just don't. Um, and you know, in the industry, it needs to follow that for radio play. But it was more important to me to be creative and to get the message out than to worry about a structure that absolutely must be had. Um, that's just not me. So uh, I'm, wor I'm, I'm worrying about, or I'm thinking about, you know, will people listen to it? Uh, will they be excited about it? Will it help them? Because I like to create music around my storyline, but also for it to mean something. You know, if you're gonna create something, let it mean something and touch someone. And even if it touches one person, then, at least that one person, you know, it touched them. Um, I had the chance to perform it once, just as a single song. Mm -hmm. And um, it was amazing, the reaction. I didn't expect it. <laughs> I expected people, as they usually do, to give me a look like, hmm, and not know how to digest it. Because I get that a lot. Um, not really knowing how to digest the music. But a, a couple of people came up to me and they just simply said, you got it. You understand. That made me feel good. You know, that made me um, feel like I gave voice to people that couldn't really voice what they were trying to say and what I call the in-between spaces. Um, where, you know, it's like when you're sitting with someone, but you're in silence and a lot could be said but nothing's being said. Mm -hmm. um, that song kind of reminds but that song says it for you where you don't have to say it because you're not sure what to say. It says it for you. Um, or it says what people are afraid to say because of repercussions. I don't care about that. 
Yeah. I just care that it helps. Them. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, even though it that that's kind that that's kind of a like that's the same mindset that I like to like to think that I have. It's like mm-hmm. you know, I I really don't care, but as long as it's helping people, you know, it's yes, I. Yes. But that there's certain people that it's gonna rub the wrong way, and it's like I, I I've kind of learned how to try and figure out how to navigate around that because it's like mm-hmm. I unfortunately unfor- unfortunately for me I'm kind of in a position where I have to be careful with what I say because I work for mm-hmm. a TV network, and so everything that I put yes. out I'm held accountable for. Yes. And then yes. I, then because I'm such a public face for live and amplified everything that I put out I'm held accountable for and that's what live and amplified is representative for and so so I have to you know kind of be careful but then you know sometimes there's just like that one one thing where it's like you know what screw it I I don't like when the a whole George Floyd um yeah thing happened i was like no i called called my team i was like hey we're taking a stand we're making a statement usually we don't talk politics we don't talk enough you know but we're making a stand and we lost a few people like people that we've worked with forever you know yeah and they're like you shouldn't have done that i was like no we have to make sure that we help every way we can because this is wrong you know and so I don't know. Got to know. That was a little bit of a side tangent, but um, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So, um, you know, it, it it but it's good to be it, it's good to be willing to just go out there and I I call it having a dose of fuck it all, and yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you know, it is very important. And some people don't agree with me. It is very important to have a voice. Yep. You know, not everyone is going to agree with what another person says. You don't have mm-hmm. to. There are friends that I have. We have different political mm-hmm. opinions. We love each other very much. Yep. And we respect that. Oh, yeah. Because the moment you shut a hater down, which, and I'm not talking about a hater that's one that just has no reason to hate you. But I'm talking about one that is like spewing so much hate. You're like, are you for real? Mm-hmm. But the moment you try to shut someone like that up, our First Amendment right is in question. So I'd rather have that hater say what they got to say mm-hmm. because that two-way conversation allows my First Amendment right to stand. Mm-hmm. And I know where that person stands and they know where I stand. Yeah, That's how I am as the voice. Yeah. And you know, it, it's very important to remember, like it's really refreshing because it's like you gotta allow people to express their opinion and be open to have that dialogue with them, or else the First Amendment, yes. your First Amendment's gone, gone pretty much. Because if you that's shut right. them down, that's we're, it. We're, and yeah. people don't realize that. They don't realize that. You know that? No, you can't think that way. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. That is allowed. That's what that first amendment says. Yep. I'm not I'm not around here telling people you have to think like me. That's why we have differences of opinion. That's why we have communication in the first place. Don't shut our right down to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
unfortunately, things are trying to do that. Yep. But the voice is going to stand. The voice yep. gets in trouble, but the voice is going to stand. And that's why that's what I do. And that's good. Like, I'm glad. I wish there was more musicians like you. <laughs> Thank you. I get in plenty of trouble. <laughs> and trust me, plenty of people that don't want to mess with me. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to. And I understand and I respect them. I really do. But yeah. I have a job to do and I know I'm here. Absolutely. Um, so for your new single systematic, was there ever a concern that it you were going to have to push back the release date because of kind of everything going on? Or was it always, okay, we're planning on leave, releasing it here. It's not budging even with a global pandemic going on. Um, no, I was, I was in limbo about the release date actually. Um, for a couple of reasons. One had to do with another song that I actually have done, but I want to wait to release. And it's a very special song because that one's a, a cover of an anime song. <laughs> so um, I wanted to, I was thinking whether to release that one first or systematic. I said, no, systematic. But then this hit yeah. and I said, it's perfect. Um, with the pandemic though, I thought about releasing it later. Okay. But you know, I can't sit still because there's a pandemic happening. Yeah. And I let my team know and I told my PR person, look, people need hope. And this world is still moving. Whether we're in shelter in place or not, the world is still going. Mm-hmm. And Sally on the voice and her team are going to still go. So we're going to do work. <laughs> we, and we've been working. So, <laughs> um, so we're still making our music. We are still meeting. We're still doing our thing and we're still going strong. So I said, June 13th, June 13th um, that's the day. And I just, I kept it there and, um, and I'm glad, I'm glad I did. Awesome. And would you, how many shows a year do you roughly uh, perform? Um. I don't perform very many for the simple fact that I'm so, it's funny, um, before the pandemic, people like, ah, you know, uh, that's a little strange for us. Mm-hmm. So I did do Comic-Con, I did, I've done um, NorCal Cosplay Ball, which I sing with them every time they have one, which I absolutely love. Um, and I do little, I've done little small events that have had me and they've loved the concept. I actually didn't really start picking up until the pandemic. Oh, really? That's when people actually started paying attention. Yeah, that is kind of strange. I don't I don't quite understand uh, why. But I guess when they they read the website and everything, they under it was it's the right time. Mm-hmm. It's the right time for selling on the voice. So then I started picking up. Um and I'm like, "Okay, cool. Great." So that way when it's over, we'll hit the ground running. So about, I would say about seven to 10 shows um, a year. I'm, I, but I understand I'm different. Yeah. And I am truly different. <laughs> so it takes some getting used to. Gotcha. What I, I've, I've had a chance to kind of look through all of the different photos and the different variations of your um, appearance when you're performing. I really appreciate the, uh, like the steampunk aesthetic that you, try to incorporate into your uh uh costume mm-hmm. you know it's yes that's what good i'm sorry that's what people are most familiar with 
Mm-hmm. Even though I call myself techno-human because I don't like saying cyborg. I Since mm-hmm. I evolved so much and change, that's the reason why I chose that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but cyborg is the thing that they can relate to the most, but it also gives me leeway. If I want to go um, cyber goth, I can do that. If I want to go, you know, different avenues, then I can. So uh, that's pretty cool. And the only reason I know anything about steampunk and that whole subculture is when I was living in Roswell, New Mexico, there was a huge steampunk like uh, uh, community. So there was always people walking around dressed up in their various characters and stuff like that. And then every year around the UFO festival, they did like a huge steampunk ball and like a galacticon like comic-con type thing awesome awesome so i I will definitely they are they obviously aren't doing it this year because of uh current events but you know i will send you the information about that so you could definitely check that out because i was able i went to one i guess it's been about three or four years at this point um and it was just really awesome like it's not me. It's not what I do, but, you know, just going and checking it out. It was really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, just seeing all the effort that every, every, that entire community does to kind of build up their character and like the community and the, you know, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. So, it sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but so obviously with, um, uh, with everything going on, you can't, get out and like physically support the album or the new single uh was there was yeah. there originally plans of doing like a release show or anything like that there was um there was somewhat at least a listening show um because right now i have two songs out well as of tomorrow i'll have two songs um and they're my songs take a little bit to create Mm-hmm. And to make sure that they have my flair on it uh, and my professionalism on it that I want. So they take a little bit. Um, I'd rather have quality, not quantity. So um, I was, but now I'm trying to think of a more innovative way to do that during this time. Things slowly opening back up. Yeah. So I may, you know, I may play with that. A little bit because I still want to do something. <laughs> I still want to show it off a little bit. So we'll see. Awesome. Awesome. Um so one thing that we really like to do on live and amplified is try and pass along information to younger musicians um and try and give them advice, make sure that they're getting some value if they're listening to the podcast and checking out, you know, everything. So what advice do you have for younger musicians that are maybe just looking to start or trying to find a way to stand out even and find their own Mm -hmm. unique sound? One thing um, I learned and I heard, I cannot remember where I heard this. Um, It might've been on Ari's take. I can't remember. But one thing I heard was there are those follow everybody else and you get lost in the stream. And then there are those that create something new and it takes longer for people to pick up on you, but you're the one that becomes legendary. And I set out to be legendary. I set out to put the hard work in and trudge up that hill so that someone that comes behind me, it won't be so hard for them to do that. 
for someone to say, oh, that's cool. I can do that, but I can do that a little different or do it this way. So one thing I would say is do you. Um, the industry has changed so much from when I even began singing to now mm -hmm. that you can do what you want to do. Honestly, do it. You know what I mean? Do it. Um, be true to who you are as a musician and as a person. Learn music. Um, I know a lot of the, music, the money is in the producing and it is, but it's more than just the money. It's the creative process. It's your song. It's like when you create a canvas for you to paint on. It's the same thing. So, you know, um, and I don't knock beat makers at all. I give them mad props because <laughs> that's not my thing, but I love what they create. So, you know, but if you're a beat maker, learn what those chords mean. Learn the music theory behind the stuff. Is it fun? No, <laughs> I've done it many times. It's not, but it's so useful and then somebody could come and grab you hey i don't know how to do this particular piece can you do this for me then you just collab with somebody that didn't know and you created something you just built a relationship with someone don't shut you know don't shut yourself off but try to master your art and master it in a way not only where where someone else can't do it but where someone else can take a piece of it and they can run with it so, because that immortalizes your art and then they say that, that you inspired them to do that. So I love seeing young musicians. Um, it's hard though, when I see young musicians emulating someone else. Mm. My mom used to do that. I used to sing to Whitney and Gladys Knight and, and Aretha and um, all of them and Boys to Men and stuff like that. And my mom used to say, um, that's nice, but they're on the radio. I don't wanna hear you sing like them. I wanna hear you sing like you. Who is you? you know, in the music. And it took me a while to be able to do that. Cause I'm like, well, people want to hear them, but not when you're the one singing it, they want to see and hear you. So I would tell musicians out there, stop emulating these rappers and stuff, pay attention to what they're doing for their business. But I want to hear you. What are you bringing to the table? That's different from them mm. for any, you know, so just those type of things and don't give up when it gets hard. The money is is difficult. <laughs> That's yep. the biggest thing. You got to support yourself to support your art. Yep. But it's worth it in the end. It is worth it. Because at the end of the day, can you sleep? And do you love that piece you created? Well, then shut up and do it. <laughs> you know, seriously. Yep. Just do it and be you. Um, so I, uh, one thing I, I'm curious about is, are you doing right now, since everything's kind of at a standstill, are you doing anything to challenge yourself musically or creatively? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so one of the projects we want to work on is I like attacking stuff that people don't normally do. So um, my next attack is actually going to be on K-pop. Okay. Um, I analyzed what K-pop is, basically. And then how they've made it something that everybody loves. And then to take that and put it with what I do. So that's one of the things that I'm, I'm, um, I'm attacking. Also the visual aspect, because I wanna, my story has a comic book and how to make that, you know, how to make that look because everybody now has videos with comic books. <laughs> but it's a particular thing I wanna do. So. That's challenged me. And then 
Um, chord progressions is something I'm not very strong in. So something that I, I'm working on in my musical terms. It's so funny to see me and my producer sometimes because um, he'll be like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yes. like, the industry name is this. Okay, well, I know it is this. <laughs> so yes. it's funny. Um, so I'm learning from him um, things that I need to grow, you know, and things like, but yes, I have been definitely challenging my voice, challenging my music know-how and challenging my performance and mm-hmm. what to put together. I've been using this time to my show together and what it is I want it to look like. So part of me is kind of happy we're still shelter in place because you know when you're creating, you're not gonna put out something that's just crap. So yeah. you wanna have the time to really put something good together. Absolutely. And I need this time to do that. So that's what I'm working on too. Yep. And I was staying on the uh, creative element. Who helps you create your videos and all your graphic work? Because it is absolutely amazing. Like just looking through your website and oh, all the all the different stuff, like the different comic book photo, photo like comic book inspired photos, and then like the more electronic looking videos. Who who do you attribute? Who who's helping you out with that, or is that all you? Or no, I I am a firm believer of building teams. Firm okay. believer. When you move, you put you bring people with you. So. Um, I actually go to fiber to have these things done okay because I'm not the richest person in the world so I go to fiber but I really research but what is cool about it is that they'll they'll talk to you about it before you purchase it sometimes and you tell them what you're trying to do and I have gained fans from people on fiber that are doing work for me because they love what I'm doing nice. and I'm pushing what they're doing so when people ask me where'd you get that from I got it from such and such a person on fiber that's what I did, or I'll send it to you. I can't remember the name, but I got yeah. it on Fiber. I'll send the person to you. So we collaborate that way. Awesome. And do you have, is it, do you keep going back to the same, you, you keep going back to the same people then on Fiverr, correct? Or do you just um, kind yes. of, okay. So it depends on what it is I'm looking for. It really okay. depends. Sometimes I branch out and we'll do more than that. Other times um, I will go to the same person to do one particular thing. So it really, really depends um i'm trying to move more into having young artists participate Mm -hmm. into this because i want their art shown i want their ingenuity shown we're leaving you know we're leaving footsteps for them to walk in and Mm -hmm. then make their own and so i want their stuff to be seen too so i'm gonna be moving into that arena as well yep and that that's something that i've been trying to do a little bit more of because like yourself, I'm not the richest person in the world. I mean, I don't make a whole lot of money, you know? So I, when I, when it comes <laughs> yeah. to stuff that I can't do myself or it takes me forever to do, it's like I turn to other people and I've gotten mm-hmm. burned on Fiverr a couple of times. So I'm a little sketchy mm-hmm. when it comes to Fiverr, but you know, just, mm-hmm. um, just like you said, doing my research, I probably need to do that a little bit more, but yeah. Um, throughout the pandemic, I, I've got a lot of friends that are graphic designers and they do like various different things. And there was a few of them that were obviously out of work. They were just trying to make money and they started doing graphic design on a donation basis. Oh, okay. So it was just kind of like, Hey, whatever you need, um, I'll do on a donation basis. 
And, you know, so I was like, okay, cool. So I found this uh, girl that I uh, tried to work with a couple of years ago and I, cause I really liked her work, but um, we just couldn't kind of make, we couldn't come to terms on uh, certain things. So it was just like, I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I want to rebrand all of live and amplified. So I need a new logo, new, you know, mm-hmm. everything that we need. Um, can you do that? And she's like, yeah, I got a really cool idea. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so she just like rebranded our entire logo and all this cool stuff. Nice. And I was just like, sweet. Now it doesn't look like a five-year-old drew it. <laughs> it you know, because it's just one of those things where I know what my strengths are and could I have made myself a new logo? Yes. But A, it wouldn't have looked nearly as good. And B, it would have probably taken me like three weeks to get it done. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, yes. it, it, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, so I'm helping somebody stay mm-hmm. in their house or just helping them out when they don't have any work. And I Absolutely. really like, their, so I'm supporting them. And then they're also supporting me in return. And so I tried to do that a little bit more um, during the pandemic. So nice. we went through an entire rebrand it back in April. So well, if you know people to send. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. <laughs> you, you were breaking up a little bit there. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I said, if you know people that, you know, could benefit and you could send to me, please do. I just, uh, I don't. One thing is, you know, when you're performing, mm-hmm. I like to concentrate on the music and me performing. Um, I am not a master of everything. So I like finding the people that can do it better than me to make me continue to look professional and, and have my brand on that professional level. Yeah. Um, so I'd be more than happy to take whoever you have to send my way. I love it. Awesome. I, I will do that for sure. Uh, the one thing that I really did enjoy was on your YouTube channel, your uh, intro video. Thank you. Yes. So that that was really Thank cool. You. How how long ago did you make the that video? What to kind of introduce everybody? Um, not that long ago, actually. Okay. Um, I had it made because I noticed for shows when I came out, people were like, "Who is this?" And I start singing. And then I had to explain who I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm putting my intro. I had my producer. I said, look, we need an intro because <laughs> I'm tired of explaining who I am. So, um, so we made the intro. And mm-hmm. so now I play that before every show. Mm-hmm. So there's no question. They know who I am. But then I put it in the comic book form. Um, and then I, you know, so went from there. Awesome. So not that long ago, actually. Cool. And I think that's, why I keep getting thrown off on how to pronounce Celion because it's like in the video you have like the uh the the text of uh text to audio voice you know like the robo voice and it pronounces it one way and then you come in later in the video and you pronounce it the correct way and so that yes you know I saw that and I was like Oh, okay like I cling I cling to the first one because it was a little bit easier for me to pronounce and then I heard you say it and I was like okay I, I, so yeah the um the are you are you referring to like the scientists when they're speaking her name yes there you go yes 
Yeah, it, it goes along with the storyline. So okay. um, the short of it is Celiana is found and um, she was created uh, illegally. And then something happens and she's found again. Mm-hmm. But she was made to comply with um, society and what it would look like if the technology was put on a person and it was programmable. Well, okay. she didn't do that. And so, you know, <laughs> and yeah. so it, then the story goes on. Gotcha. And so you'd mentioned that you're working towards making like a comic book with you for your story? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. We're working on the whole script and everything. Awesome. How was that? And I was that an original idea from you, something that you wanted to do when you came up with the whole Celion character? Yes. I love comic books. I love them. And I love anime. And um, I just, I love the whole thing. And so uh, I said, Celion, she has, because she has a story. And mm-hmm. it would be so much easier if I was just able to tell it in whichever way I could. And so when I came up with her character, I said, you know, she needs a comic book. We're going to put her in a comic book. Yeah. But I didn't want her storyline to completely follow someone else's, but, but I didn't want to be completely different either. Mm-hmm. It's different in a way, in her way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so that's, the planning of that has been pretty exciting. Awesome. You should, uh, there, there's this band that we work with out of um, Montana. I believe they're in Kalispell, Montana. I think that's where they're based out of at this point. Um, okay. It's this band called Wizard. And they, they're a okay. little bit, instead of um, sci-fi, they're more like Magic the Gathering type yes. feel. And yes. so they're working, they're working on like a graphic novel and like tarot card and like all these different elements that'll feed cool. into a story. And like, if you listen to each album tells a different story about one of their yes. characters going on an adventure. Yes. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> when, we fir- when we first heard it, it was just like, I had to do some catching up because I'm not really familiar with Magic the Gathering and like what their whole concept was. But like, once I understood, it was like, oh, wow. Okay, this is amazing. And, you know, really refreshing. I was talking to somebody the other day about this is when musicians go in with an album idea, and they have a circular story. So like song one Mm -hmm. through or track one through 10, 12, whatever is on the track or the album, it tells a complete story. And I really, I really appreciate it when musicians are able to do that because i feel like a lot of mainstream artists it's just joy you know yes yes absolutely so um so with systematic is are you working towards like an ep or an lp or are you just kind of liking the single route at the moment um i was actually working on a mini album so like a five song mini album what i was trying to do was trying to fill out the sound and how people felt about the sound how they liked it um but also just being true to me Mm -hmm. and then trying to to tell the story with the songs that i have um it's funny because some of it is songs like that i i just love like for example i love ghost in the shell the animated series Mm-hmm. but the old ones um and i remade in a universe 
the way that Origa did it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did it my way. Um, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> my producer was kind of like, okay, well, where's this fit in the story? I'm like, we're going to make it fit. Because <laughs> it's like, when you love a song, you just got to do it. Mm -hmm. You just got to. Yeah. Um, and so now that I have about two songs released, but three or four songs under my belt, mm -hmm. um, that haven't been, two haven't been released yet. Then now I'm putting together, I'm trying to see how they fit in the story. If another song has to be put in. So this, the, the mini album may change into, you know, an, an EP or an LP. It may actually, depending on what I need it to look like. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, so I don't want to keep you too much longer because I know it's Friday night in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> you know, Friday no night worries. in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Can't go anywhere anyway. Well, okay. <laughs> well I, you know, it's weird because I thought like everybody was still pretty much under lockdown. And then my buddy calls me last night. He's like, hey, man, I'm in Florida. Where are you? And I'm like, wait you live in New Mexico. Why are you in Florida? Isn't there like, right. w w what's going on right now? And so, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, but it, it, I'm glad to see people are starting to get out and starting to enjoy life a little bit. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I like hear the, uh, the like smaller bars and smaller venues are starting to open up a little bit. Um, yes. I like 25% capacity, which is, cool but when you're at a smaller venue that has maybe a capacity of max of 80 25 percent mm -hmm. really isn't that many people especially if you're right. playing live music you got to bring in a band you got to bring in a staff that's half mm -hmm. the capacity right there you know so exactly but exactly um, you know so but still it's really exciting to see like people starting to get back out um what what's one thing or what, what do you want to see in the future for Sully or Celion? Um, well, I want to see Celion hitting larger stages, collaborating with more musicians um, and actually doing more visual projects with music. I want to see more. Um, I'm like, I noticed with the electronica and EDM concerts, mm -hmm. they have their visuals, they have their pyrotechnics, they yeah. have all these things, but you don't see it very much for singing concerts the same way. Mm -hmm. And say on the voice fits more in with an EDM concert and electronica concert, then or also fits in more with like something that Michael Jackson would have created, which yeah. is a total story in a concert. Yeah. That's more my thing. Okay. So it's different. Yeah. Um, I want to see that. I want to see Celion in that space and doing that and people walking away just kind of with their mouths dropped. Yeah. Like what the hell did I just experience? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. And I think the place for you to, I think the place for you to really experiment, like you're you're in my opinion, you're taking the right approach doing visiting more comic-con venues because i think they'll give you a little bit more mm -hmm. leeway to experiment with your physical presentation of a performance and then as you kind of start to gain a following you can jump into bigger ones because unfortunately mm -hmm. 
you're not going to be able to go down to the local bar to do a performance because it's just not the vibe's right. not going to work. Um, right. Actually, what would be really interesting to see is, especially like the visual aspect, is I'd be really interested to see right now since you have a like the lockdown going on is like your like a virtual concert. I'd be really interested to see what that would look like. Since, yes, we are like, trying to work on that. Okay. Tomorrow I have a live stream just of systematic, just me singing systematic. Okay. And um a couple of questions being asked of me. Um but we are working on trying to to see what something would that look like because I don't want to just slap something together just to be seen. That's not me. Yeah. I'll wait yeah. until it's a magnificent product. Yeah. Um so um that is definitely in the works okay awesome and i completely understand not wanting to just throw something out there because especially with a character as developed as Celion, it's like no you, you gotta make sure everything's working 100 percent. you can't yeah. just go out there taking yes tank, you know yeah so but um, where can everybody find your find systematic when it comes out? Where can everybody find you online? All that fun stuff. Okay, so um systematic will be on Spotify, Amazon Music, um, iTunes, um, all the regular places, even TikTok. I was surprised about that. <laughs> so um all the normal places that you would find them. Okay. Um, and you can find me on YouTube, that's growing. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Instagram. Instagram is at Celion Voice. Um, Twitter at Celion The Voice. Um, I have a band camp and um, my website is www.celionthevoice.com. That's the easiest place really to find what's going on with, with me and, and what's going on. You can see my reviews there and, and um, see what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I update, update that as often as I can. Yeah. Um, I'm on SoundCloud. Um, under Divine Celion, and um, yeah, that's where you can find me. And you can Google me; you'll you'll see if you put in Celion the Voice, you'll definitely see a lot. Yeah, awesome. How, are you taking advantage of TikTok? Are you? Are you? You I, know what? I have it. Okay, I have it because a lot of the stuff I see on there, I'm like, hmm, I don't know if Celion the Voice fits here. Um. I think you could come up with something really cool and interesting to make yourself or give yourself more exposure on TikTok. I don't know quite what it is yet. And as I kind of process the idea, I'll make sure I either email you or let you know my thought process behind it. But I feel please do. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Celion would just thrive on TikTok. And like, okay. you know, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know quite what it is, whether it's coming up with some sort of dance to systematic and making it the systematic challenge or something like that, you know. Okay. Okay. I, 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 I'm I'm pondering this. So it will probably <laughs> I love it. it'll probably hit me at four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning when the birds start chirping right out my window and start waking <laughs> me up. But I will make sure I write down what comes to that mind and send it to you. 
Awesome. I would appreciate that. Absolutely. But yeah, TikTok, for some reason, it's just screaming like perfect for Celion. Cool. Okay. All right. We'll have to do that. Awesome. But once again, I want to thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and chat. You know, it's really awesome. Uh, Really cool character. Like, you got a fan in me. Like, uh, when when I saw it come up, like, every week I kind of do a preview of every everyone that we have coming on the podcast. And I was just kind of looking through it. And I'm like, okay, this is a really cool thing. And then just getting here to talk to you and getting to know more about the character and you as a person and, you know, all that fun stuff. And it's just like, okay, I want to see where this goes and hear more from you. So I'm definitely going to be checking out the new single tomorrow. And so, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for giving me the time to sit down and chat and get to know you a little bit more. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you guys later. And that was Sally on the voice. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. You know, it was really cool to get to talk to her. Um, you know, it's, it's always nice to talk to different musicians that have different goals. And hers is really awesome because she's really just trying to spread the love. And she's doing a really good job using just her music trying to accomplish that. But I hope you guys really enjoyed that interview. You know, it was fun. It was different, you know, all that fun stuff. So if you're interested, go check her out, Sally on The Voice. Uh, She's on all the social medias, as she mentioned in the interview. So as we kind of transition out, this is going to be a really short episode. I just looked at the time cue, and it's going to be a nice short episode, but I wanted to get a cover song in here for you guys. Um, So this week, we are going to use Poppy Fardell. We had her on the live cast this morning, which will probably be out sometime early next week. Uh, And one of her first songs that I heard was a Casey Musgraves cover called Fine. And so I wanted to go ahead and put that in here and just kind of show you what you guys have coming as far as the live cast are concerned if you didn't get a chance to catch our podcast this morning. But... I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll be back in a little bit.
And that was Poppy Fardell performing Fine by Casey Musgraves. You know, it, this was, like I mentioned a little bit ago, this was the first song of hers that I'd heard her perform. Well, obviously, it's not her song, but the first song I've heard her perform. And I was just so blown away. Like, it's absolutely incredible to me. And I'm really excited to see what she's got coming as far as new music and just really see where her career takes her. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope you guys had a great week this week. I just really want to take the next minute or so and just kind of make sure everyone is doing all right. And Because I know this pandemic has gone on a lot longer than a lot of us thought it would. I just really wanted to take a minute and let you guys know I'm thinking about you. My entire team is thinking about you. And we hope you guys are doing good. You know, we hope you guys are staying healthy, staying safe, you know. There's a difference between being reckless and being safe. Regardless what your opinions are about everything that's going on in the world right now. But, you know, I just wanted to take a minute and really thank you guys for your continued support. I really appreciate it. And I hope to be out on the road again soon. And hopefully we'll be doing brand new podcasts with brand new musicians in person, traveling the countryside like we love to do each and every time we go out. Um, but actually, I'm I just, whoa, complete mind shift. Time to run into full promo mode here. If you guys really enjoyed our Karina Daza videos that we've been releasing over the last few months, we are releasing our first official live and amplified jam session digital EPs. Uh, the Karina Daza album releases June 23rd, and it'll be for $5 digital download. So you go to our website, uh, www.liveandamplified.net, and go into our shop, and it'll be right there. It'll be $5. You'll get a download link, and, you know, you guys will be set to go. And 90% of the money goes to the artist. So for the $5, every time you buy an album from the Live and Amplified Jam Session, you know $4.50 is going straight to the artist. So that's 90%. And it's 90% all the time. So even if we do like a digital EP and we charge $10, that's $9. So like that's our standard offer to any musician that comes in to record with us. We do our digital EPs, we offer them 90%, and that's it. That's how we're going to start trying to make a little bit of revenue to start covering some of our basic costs for Live and Amplified. 
So I'd be really appreciative if you guys could go on June 23rd and support us and support Karina because you're not only supporting us, but you're supporting her as well. That's all we have for this week's episode. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down and listen. Um, Remember, liveandamplified.net, go and check us out. We're uploading new articles, new videos, new podcasts, new content daily, liveandamplified.net. It's the one-stop shop to find us everywhere. We're releasing content on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're even growing our TikTok right now, which is crazy. I never thought I'd be out here pushing our TikTok the way I am. But we're out here. We're doing it. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys enjoy this shorter episode. And hopefully next week we'll be back at it with an even longer episode. But until then, I'll see you guys later. Have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and peace out.